There is one story that every person is a part of, and it goes like this. God created us out of love to be in relationship with him. But our trust in God was broken by sin, and we became separated from him. So God sent Jesus Christ into the world to redeem us and restore us to new life. We all belong within the big, universal story of God's redeeming love. But at the same time, we each have our own individual experiences with God. Our encounters with his grace, mercy, hope, healing. These moments are as unique and unrepeatable as we are. And they are stories that are meant to be shared. You're listening to The Story, a podcast by St. Andrew the Apostle Catholic Church. In each episode, a different member of our community tells the story of a personal experience in their journey to know and follow the Lord. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Story. For episode 11, I invited Jim Skoshalak to be our guest. Jim will be sharing about the way that he's tried to live out his faith in the workplace and how other people have responded to him when he's done that. Okay. Um, so, Jim, why don't you just tell people a little bit about who you are, just to get us started off. Sure. Um, Jim Skoshalak. I have uh, been a member here at St. Andrew for uh, over 30 years. Uh, my wife is Beth. As a matter of fact, most people know me as Beth's husband. Beth <laughs> is uh, one of the cantors here, uh, and her family has been members here for uh, a long time. Uh, I got four adult children, uh, Isaac, Eva, Sophie, and Noah, uh, and two beautiful grandchildren, Isla and, and Vivi. Mm-hmm. And what kinds of things are you involved in at St. Andrew? Well, I've been a member of the Knights of Columbus mm-hmm. uh, for this council. I've actually been a member since uh, the early 80s. Uh, I'm on the Parish Pastoral Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also the captain of the men's um retreat group that goes mm-hmm. to St. Paul the Cross every year. Cool. And then um, what do you do for work? I own a fence company. Um, so I do residential mm-hmm. fence installations, uh, generally around the greater Ann Arbor area. That keeps you busy, though. Extremely busy, yeah, especially these days. Uh, yeah. Everybody has a COVID project they want to work on <laughs> these days. So what are you going to share with the parish today? What did you want to talk about? I'd like to talk about uh, evangelization and, and basically really simple day-to-day mm-hmm. evangelization. Yeah. Uh, what has your experience with that been like? Generally very easy because uh, I, I don't overcomplicate it. Um, to me, day-to-day evangelization really is just living out your Christian life mm-hmm. um, and and sharing that with the people around you. I, I, I find that to be, you know, extremely easy to do uh, on on a day-to-day basis. Wow. So I'm interested to hear about this because I think people hear evangelization and are intimidated by that concept of sharing the faith. So uh, I don't know if you know that. I think you're unique in that you feel like, oh, it's not that hard or I, I, I don't find it it's easy for me. It's probably because I'm not a Bible scholar, uh-huh. uh, nor am I. A, I'm not a theologian or anything like that. Uh, and to me, Christianity is very simple, and I just break it down to you know you got to love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to have to have a personal relationship with the Lord, uh, and through that, you you need to love others, mm-hmm. uh, and that love comes very easy. That it's a, a good 
wholesome mm-hmm. Christian love. Um, you don't need to be in love with them, but you really want everybody to make it to heaven. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's how you approach, to me, that's how I approach people. Uh, yeah. I think that's a rare thing in the world, too, because I don't think that everybody approaches other people as if, um, even if I don't like you, I want you to get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know what I hard. Mean? Like, that's, well, that's actually one of the harder things because, yeah. you know, no, nobody's perfect. Everybody's human. And uh, there are people who upset me and make me mad. And, and on a certain level, I never want to talk to them mm-hmm. ever again. But at the same time, I, I will pray for them and, yeah. and wish the best for them. And, and, and still, you have to treat everybody, the people who are your friends and people who are not your friends, with, with dignity. We're all, we're all humans uh, created by God. And you got to, like, to me, I have to keep reminding myself of that. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we do. So is this something that you have done at work? What areas of life have, have you practiced this simple daily evangelization that you're talking about i'd have to say everywhere Everywhere. i I mean it's it's basically it's a lifestyle for for me okay uh and so yes at work uh at at home with my Mm -hmm. friends uh but i i would tell people that um and i've I've said this for years uh evangelization at work is is very easy and don't don't ever be afraid Mm -hmm. to bring your relationship with the lord to work I found people very, very receptive. Uh, really? Yeah, of of you know me and and my faith and and what I believe, um, and you know part of that is not preaching to people. You know, it's it's just really just living mm-hmm. life right, uh, and being a, a good uh, compass or moral compass to people mm-hmm. around the workplace. Is it something that, like, when a situation arises, you? like work your relationship with the Lord into your response to it or you're living it out and so they notice it or they ask you about it or do you say I'm going to pray for you like how does it kind of come about well I I, one I do I try to live out my faith Mm -hmm. at work I I try I try to behave myself Mm -hmm. and not fall into the the trap Mm -hmm. of some of the negative things that can happen so when I'm at when I'm at work, uh, what what I found, and this I think goes through the last probably three or four things I've done, in t- including my own company, mm-hmm. um, people tend to figure out where you're at with your faith without you having to tell them every day. Uh, and what I've actually noticed is that, and I've had this been told to me, especially when I was, a, I was at a large engineering firm, that people act different around me. Uh, if I'm in a in a room, uh, in a board meeting, or in a, a meeting with my group that that I ran, people wouldn't swear, mm. people wouldn't gossip, people wouldn't uh, tell insidious jokes mm-hmm. and things like that, and so they acted a little bit different around me, which I which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't expect that, uh, but then some of them carry that out. Uh, with them into other people they're working with. Uh, mm. Some of them, when I leave the room, <laughs> they go right back to. to Jim's you know, gone. All uh, right, yeah, let's get back. Yeah, to... <laughs> let's get back to. You know, I got a joke to tell you. Um, but and and I, I you know, I, I always appreciated that um, mm-hmm. that people respected that uh, around me, and and I kind of think it, it raised the level a little bit of of the human dignity of of the people that mm-hmm. that I worked around. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try to seek out people of similar beliefs and faith mm-hmm. just so I could have support groups at work. I probably broke every HR rule uh, there is. 
because I know when I've interviewed people, I've, for some odd reason, we, we always end up talking about, oh, I go to St. Andrew, you know, right. I go to somewhere else, and you know, I, I, I you know, talk about things I'm not supposed to You're talk about. You're probably not supposed <laughs> to talk about <laughs> in an interview. <laughs> um, at, at one of the places I work, I ended up um, meeting up with a guy who was a monk. Uh, he's a Catholic guy. He's mm -hmm. a monk. He lives here in the area. He uh, lives with a, a group of men, a very faith-based community that mm -hmm. he's in, and and so we started up a uh, prayer group um, mm. that we met every Wednesday morning. We figured we'd just pray for everybody at work and pray mm. for the company. And and then another guy joined us, and he's a good Catholic guy. Mm. And, and his sister actually is one of the nuns at uh, Mary Mother of the Eucharist. Mm. Um, and then another guy joined, and come to find out he's deep into the nights like I was. He's a grand mm. knight. And so you just, you kind of find out that there's actually a lot of people out there that share your faith more than don't, actually, mm. is what my experience has been. And, and we ended up with, uh, we would do the rosary every Wednesday morning before work. Um, we ended up with a, a couple of Protestant folks mm. in it, too. And there was, at times, six or eight of us doing it. And, uh, and so they were really appreciative uh, to have that support at work and, and including the uh, people at, at, at the top level um, of the company. Mm -hmm. I found out that ran the company of the eight or nine guys on, on the board, mm -hmm. uh, all but one of them were Catholic guys. And, mm -hmm. and I'd say all, all but two of us didn't practice their faith, mm -hmm. so there was a lot of opportunity to, right. to work, with the, work with the guys. Yeah. One thing that when we think about being out in the world and I mean, like when you're walking around like the grocery store, for example, you have no idea what anybody's faiths are there. But if you were to just like do a random sampling of people, I think you would find that everyone has all sorts of different um, religious backgrounds. Um, there's definitely a rise, at least in our country, of people who are not religiously affiliated. Mm -hmm. But that's not always been the case. And so I think that means that there are people who have some kind of background, whether it's they were raised a certain way or their family has a faith or a religion that they're a part of that they don't follow, but they're familiar with it. Um, as we're talking, I'm thinking about that's really like an untapped pool of people that you can evangelize to people who have already an understanding of what it is that you're talking about, but maybe just have not been invited to put sure. it into practice. Well, everybody out there uh, needs to be loved. Uh, yeah. Everybody out there needs to know that people care about them or thinking mm -hmm. about them. One of my favorite things to do is if, if somebody is suffering or, or is having a bad a day or mm -hmm. their relatives are sick or something like mm -hmm. that, I love to tell people that, hey, I'll, I'll pray for you today. I, you know, I'll add you into my daily mm -hmm. prayers. Uh, and, and almost always they, they perk up and they say thank you very much. Uh, and it doesn't matter if they even share the Christian faith or even have faith. Mm -hmm. They just like the fact that somebody is thinking about them. And, and I generally ask them if, if it's or for a family member, ask them what their first name mm -hmm. is so they know that we're praying for them directly. Mm -hmm. And, and I, it's, it's a great thing to do. And again, it's a very easy, simple thing mm -hmm. to do, just, just to let people know that you care about them mm -hmm. uh, and you don't want to see them hurting. Yeah. And, and really that says to somebody like I care enough about what you're going through to take the time to like intentionally uh, do something for you. Sure. Um, you know, I'm going to pray for you. It's just saying that your care or concern for them extends beyond 
that moment of when you're talking with them uh, because anybody can say, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that that's happening. Hmm. <clears throat> Move on with their day and not really think about it again until they see the person again the next time. Yeah. And then uh, because I'm a knucklehead and my memory isn't the best <laughs> in my, my daily prayers, I always add in and, you know, to, to pray for all those people I said I would pray for that. I cannot remember God, their you names. Know who they you are, know, and my, I can't remember. my heart is good at the moment and my memory is it's weak. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I wanted to ask you how in your life you got to a place where you had a personal relationship with the Lord and where, you know, prayer was something that you were trying to do regularly and um, to where it was something that you felt compelled to share with other people. I've always had a relationship with the Lord. Um, it's evolved over the years. Uh, I was, it was raised in the church and, okay. and raised with a, a good, strong faith. Um, my, I would tell you my early years, maybe until my late 20s or 30s, it was very parochial. Mm -hmm. um, God was God, and I, I was not, and, and you know, I, I prayed to him, and there was nothing closer than that. There, there was yeah. no attempt. I mean, that was my personal relationship. It was almost a father-son type mm -hmm. relationship. Uh, it started to develop um, into a more deeper relationship mm -hmm. after I met my wife uh, and, and her family and the, the crowd of people that they hang around with who all had very personal relationships, mm -hmm. and, and I, I really liked that. Mm -hmm. So um, I would tell you it, I'm still working on that. Right. Uh, it, it's uh, it's still, uh, still like a father-son type of relationship with me and the Lord. Uh, sometimes I feel I'm too rebellious, but it's <laughs> it's a lifetime journey. It is. It really is. It is. <laughs> and it's something I had to work on every single, every single mm -hmm. day. But, uh, and I, but uh, I, I do, I love it. And there's something more I find out mm -hmm. every time I try to go deeper and yeah. with the Lord. I find, I don't know if this is true for you, but I find that when I am talking to somebody and I, I can't do a lot for them, but I can pray for them and mm -hmm. I'm going to tell them that I'm going to pray for them. That actually helps me grow because a lot of times caring about other people mm -hmm. um, motivates us. And so I find that praying for other people actually helps me. Um, oh, and I it, would agree. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's not, and you're not, not doing it because of that, but when I am seeking to share my relationship with other people, inevitably I have to keep my own relationship with God going. Right. Um, yeah, and and it actually does. It it brings you up. Uh, mm -hmm. It it uh, you know, brings you to better. I, I don't want to say mental state, but mm -hmm. it, you feel better about yourself mm -hmm. when you're sharing that relationship with the Lord with them, even if it's in silent prayer, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they might not even know that you're praying mm -hmm. for them. And how have you seen the, I know you've said that people are, are open mm -hmm. and not necessarily closed off or standoffish when you do share mm -hmm. your faith with them. Have you seen anybody come to accept or be on the path to accepting <laughs> uh, God because of just little interactions that you've had with them? I've seen people draw closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say uh, everything is in the, the Lord's hands. You know, mm -hmm. the, you know, the Lord's time, he always was and always will be. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with, you know, popping into somebody's life. You may only know them for a little bit. Somebody may have been working on them long before you were there and somebody will be working on them long after mm -hmm. or praying for them. 
Um, so everything is in God's time, and I try to remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there are times when I've seen people respond immediately, and there mm-hmm. are times that uh, it, I've seen people respond three, four, five years yeah. later. But, but yeah, there was a, a couple examples of um, some people at work. Actually, our, our director of HR at mm-hmm. one of the places I was working at. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, two of us who shouldn't be talking about <laughs> <laughs> these things. You know, I say that in quotes. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's a good, good Catholic lady, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was really struggling with her faith and falling away from the church. And after three more years of just shooting the breeze with her mm-hmm. being really sincere and, and yeah. listening she ended up becoming uh, active in her church and joined the choir and is still very active in her church and is mm-hmm. very thankful mm-hmm. um an- another one uh just a couple examples i actually brought a note from one of the oh, one of, yeah I would love yeah one that. of the one of the guys uh, really good guy that that i worked with a long time ago um and he was he, he he did not believe in the Lord. He, he struggled mm-hmm. quite a bit with a lot of things, and and I just and he also he had a lot of physical ailments. Ailments. So that's really when I started first started just praying for him. I say, hey mm-hmm. hey Jim, I'm going to pray for mm-hmm. your your arthritis and mm-hmm. stuff because he had really bad arthritis. And then we just kind of built a relationship. But after a couple of years, with as he was leaving the, the company, he sent me a note and. And so part of this note, um, it says here, just wanted to thank you for helping me out during your time here and for talking to me about God. All kidding aside, uh, you contributed to my transformation from a near atheist uh, to a believer and a designer uh, for the whole universe. And so this was his one step closer to believing in God and the creator. And and he's still working on it. I mean, he's he's still working in the right direction. And it's little things like that that are extremely rewarding. Right. And it's not about always about the outcome that you get to see. Right. If you're like thinking that, oh, he still isn't sure if God exists. Like he used to not think that God existed at all. Right. And if you hadn't done your part in sharing your faith in God with him, he could still be at that place. And so from our perspective, if we could know like how far somebody can come in their journey of faith, um, it seems like somebody like maybe accepting God is really you know, not that far along, but for that person, that's the whole journey that they've been on. So that's sure, a huge yeah. step, mm-hmm. you know, to us. So it's like the scale of it or the outcome, the measuring of it, really, we we can't put our own like human understanding of, I guess, measurements on it is maybe what I'm trying right, to yeah, get the, out here. The best part about that is we don't have to. Exactly. We, we exactly. just, uh, we just have to love people. Yeah. Uh, we have to be sincere. Uh, we have to be kind. We have to be forgiving, uh, and let God do the work. He, he's so much mm-hmm. better at it than yeah. we are. Uh, yeah. and, and so just turn it over to him, uh, and, and let him do the work. There's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and one of my favorite prayers, too, is, you know, just asking the Lord to let the other people open their hearts to, to mm-hmm. accept them. Because it's, it's yeah. really all we could do is, is help people open up their minds and their hearts because the Lord's going to do everything he yeah. needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just really hope that people are receptive Yeah. Uh, to that. So mm-hmm. you mentioned sincerity a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you to talk about why you think that that is important when it comes to sharing the faith with people 
I think because it comes off as very real. Um, to me, I I can't. It's hard for me to fake liking somebody or or, or you know fake uh, wanting to pray for them or whatnot. Um, it really comes from the heart, uh, and and you really got to or you really have to want people to come to know the Lord and in some way, shape, or form. Um, and through that, uh, I think sincerity is, is a big deal. When when I talk to people, I I really care for them, uh, and I really want to see them build a relationship or have a relationship or start one. Um, and if you're not sincere, uh, I, I think you could just come off as as preaching or pompous or self righteous like or having an agenda. Like yeah, that I just want to convert this person, <laughs> or right, I yeah. just want this person. I I want to convince them that I'm right when you're sincerely caring about somebody, it comes back to exactly what you were saying again at the beginning of you want them to go to get to heaven. Yeah. And part of being sincere too is in, if, if there's somebody who really rubs you wrong and, and grates on you, uh, you really don't want anything to do with them. You still have to care about them. Uh, and during the hard times, you still have to pray for them mm-hmm. or you still have to, you even apologize to them because part of being sincere and loving and, and whatnot is is recognizing when you do wrong to somebody and going back to them saying I'm really sorry mm-hmm. for that. Uh, even even people who you may struggle with wanting to go mm-hmm. back because you know, like for me my ego gets in the way and yeah. it always has. Um, Which you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone in that. But it does because if you come back and. I think that there's a I think there's a misconception that people have of Christians, which is that Christians think that once you accept Jesus into your life, that everything is fine and it's going to fix all your problems. They think that Christians believe that and they see that they're, that's not the reality. And so they're like basically thinking that we're insincere. So oh. when you're sincere about just, you know, I messed up or I'm, I'm yeah. sincerely angry with you right now. <laughs> yeah, I I do not have a, t- a problem telling people what I struggle with. Yeah, yeah. and I, I do. And that I, goes a long I, way. I do not want to come off as as you know thinking I've got a perfect relationship with anything. Right. Uh, to to right. me, it's it's a lifelong struggle yeah. and and always will be. because that's not that's not identifiable or like relatable for people. Like, no. if you're putting it out there as if you have it all, like none of us have it all together. But if we're pretending that we have it all together because we want to keep a certain reputation um, as a Christian or a Catholic, then that is not giving somebody like a realistic idea of the Christian life. And it makes it seem that much more unattainable. Like, right. oh, well, if if that's what it has to look like, well, I'm a screw up. I've got all these flaws. I've got all these all these vices and things. So I can't surely can't do that. But we're all sinners. So. Yeah, we, we are sincere, sincerity when you're just authentic about your life that goes a long way with people seeing a true picture of christianity and not right. this like polished uh, yeah and there there's nothing yeah. polished in my life so that's easy <laughs> <laughs> to, to come across as oh that's funny yeah all right so you know as people are listening to this what's your advice to people who um, have just never dared to try to share their relationship with the Lord with anybody uh, that they encounter in their daily life. Work, I think, is a really good example because those are the people that we see sure. daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say in, in, anywhere in, mm-hmm. in where you're at in your life, um, it's 
be confident, uh, be confident in your faith. Um, don't be ashamed of your faith. Um, you you'll be surprised at how many people out there actually share some type of faith uh, and are and would love to talk about it and are just as afraid as I am or anybody else to talk about their faith. Uh, and just love people. This is on a day to day basis. Just just love people and, yeah. and hope and wish for the best for them. I like what you said too earlier about seeking other like-minded people out mm-hmm. because then you have allies and then you have a little bit of a base yeah of you know just you know even if it's just you and other one other person mm-hmm. um and i think yeah, then that if there's two lot. of you i'm 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 there yeah. you know, with you um and yeah. and and again for, for me uh because I'm, I'm a knucklehead i just i need people around me uh, to, to yeah. help me yeah yeah we're not supposed to just be this like lone wolf correct there like i'm gonna go out there and fix the world uh or i'm gonna go out there and 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 evangelize the world but by myself like that's just that's not at all like it was never how it was conveyed no to from by jesus to the disciples or anything like that and and so um i think that that seeking out other people is is really important Mm -hmm. uh, because they can help hold you accountable and but also i'm thinking that if you never talk about your faith or you never um, kind of are open about it. How are you going to know who those other people are that share right. it? Correct, and and there are many of them out there. Yeah, so more, you don't more, know more than you, you would don't, you if would you don't think. try. Correct. What is what's the worst <laughs> uh, like outcome or scenario that you've experienced in trying to like talk about your faith with somebody? Boy, honestly, there's there's no like worst huh. thing. I would just say somebody who just looked down and walked away i really huh. have in i have never had somebody have an outburst against me huh. or say what are you doing or anything nobody like reported that. you to hr no <laughs> no not at all it's, uh. it's it, that's the idea that's you would expect something like that mm-hmm. but it for me and maybe i'm lucky i don't i'm sure other people have stories maybe i'm i'm lucky or maybe i, I soft sell it enough that People don't want to get offended, but I've never really had a bad experience. It's uh, it's just that easy to, that's, to go. That's why around. I asked that is sometimes to get yourself to do something that you're afraid to do is thinking about, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> All right. Well, the worst thing that might happen is that, you know, in Jim's experience, who's done this a lot, the person just kind of looked down and walked away or just didn't really respond. Yeah, that's not so bad. No, it's not at all. (laughs) You know, there's way worse things, and like you said, there probably are are situations out there that have happened. But again, those might be few and far between, and you just really don't know if you don't try. So, right. um, I hope that you know someone who's listening thinks just a little bit. Okay, if Jim can do it, I can do it. Uh, (laughs) He's a regular guy who has a relationship with God and is going to work and just trying to be who he is right. and share it with other people. And um, we all should have a little bit more confidence in ourselves, I think. And it is just that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing this. And uh, is there anything anything else you wanted to, to say to anybody before we, before we close? No. Um, thank you for inviting me to do this. Sure. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for being Thanks for listening to this episode of The Story. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, and we hope that you are since you're listening right now, could you do us a favor and recommend it to one other person, a family member, a friend, a fellow parishioner? We really appreciate your listenership, and we hope that it's something that you have enjoyed enough to want to invite others to listen to as well. If you have a story from your personal faith journey that you'd like to share with others through this podcast or by other means, you can let us know by filling out the form at standrewsaline.org slash witness.